Nyata, hello. My name is Alison. I pastor a little church in southwest Victoria called Sanctuary. And I've just greeted you in Kirai Wurong, one of ten language groups which were once spoken here on Gunditjmara country. I acknowledge that the land on which we worship, work and play was taken by force from the people of the Eastern Ma Nation. And I pay my respects to Elders past, present and emerging. Today I'll be looking at the story of Sarah and Hagar, which has often been interpreted through a racist lens. I'll outline their story in the reflection, but you can read the full text in Genesis chapter 16 and 21. Read as it is in this post-colonial context, the story is very confronting. So I've responded by writing a personal letter, a letter to Hagar. Let's begin. Dear Hagar, Today I reread the stories about you and Sarah and Abraham. All my life I've been taught that Sarah is the matriarch and great-grandmother of my faith, but I pretty much ignored her story and yours. But today I read them, and this is what I saw. Sarah never once used your name. You're just the maidservant, or that slave. She forced you to sleep with her husband because she needed a son. But when you got pregnant, she was so threatened that she accused you of being uppity and she abused you. And so you fled from her into the wilderness. Then you went back. Maybe you had no choice. The author of the story says that God told you to go. And so your boy grew up in the household, and yet she never loved him or used his name. All she could see was a rival. And so when Ishmael laughed with his younger brother, she went berserk. She screamed at the old man to send that slave woman and her son into exile. And despite his grief, and despite the law which said that a slave who bore a surrogate son would not be cast out, Abraham sent you into the wilderness with your son and a sack of food and a water bottle. Sarah's our matriarch and so I want to excuse her. I want to say, yes, she did all that, but she was a victim of the patriarchy. Pimped out by her husband to Pharaoh and then Abimelech, she was a victim too. Having a son was her only form of protection and worth. And anyway, God blessed Ishmael, so it was really okay to send you both into the desert. But it was not. It was not okay at all. Sarah was a victim, but she still had choices. And she chose not to call you by name. She chose to use you and abuse you and throw you away. She chose to see you as an object and a threat. And so you were cast out and then overlooked or slandered by generations of theologians and preachers, while Sarah retained her comfortable position as the mother of our faith. And comfortable it is. Hagar, I live in a post-colonial context where Sarah has been raised up 
and you have been pushed down. White Christians appropriated God's promise to Abraham and they claimed this country as their own and by this they justified genocide. They organised blackbirding and chain gangs and forced domestic service and justified it because you and others were a slave. They forced black women into surrogate motherhood and then stole their paler children. They told women to submit to their mistresses because that is what you were seen to do. Like Sarah, they refused to learn people's true name, instead using nicknames and labels. They justified Sarah's abuse of you because to question it would be to question white violence. They really observed that God spoke with you by name, that your son too was promised land and descendants, and that God was with you both in the wilderness and beyond, for that would have been inconvenient. Hagar, I confess that I am a white woman, whose ancestors have lived in this land for nearly 200 years. My people have been pillars of the white community at times and in places where Indigenous people have been exiled or killed. One great-great-grandfather was a town councillor in Burra, at a time when all Aboriginal residents moved on or, quote, disappeared. Another was in Katanning during a narrowly averted massacre, and the local protector persuaded the townsfolk not to kill the blackfellas, but instead to confine them to a small block of land well outside the town boundary condemning them, of course, to poverty and sickness and great suffering. Still others of my people were in Victoria during the gold rush, where there was one white woman for every eight white men. And so sexual violence or coercion may well be part of my family's story. In other words, my family participated in dispossession and genocide, and I have inherited the comfort the privilege and the benefits of that, and of being called a daughter of Sarah. Hagar, I am sorry. I am sorry for your suffering and I am sorry for my silence. I am sorry for your oppression and I am sorry for my privilege. I am sorry for the violence in which my family participated and I'm sorry for the diseases which my family helped spread. I'm sorry that I live on land which is stolen, and that my family could help us buy a house when land and wage theft prevented your family from building an asset pool. I'm sorry that I have money in my pocket when your income is shared with families of prisoners who cannot earn a wage. I'm sorry that my children expect to go to university while yours are threatened with removal and the highest incarceration rate of any peoples on the earth. I'm sorry that I'm expected to live many years longer than you. I'm sorry that these truths are so rarely named by white women and I acknowledge that even having this platform in which to name them is a privilege but most of all, I'm sorry that white Christians have so rarely realised the gospel. 
We have claimed Sarah as our own and rejected you and your children. Like Sarah, we felt threatened by you. Like Sarah, we tried to obscure the fact that your children are Abraham's children. And out of fear, we've denied that Christ makes us all heirs according to the promise. Not just white fellas, but black women, black men, black children and black young people, whether in custody or free. Hagar, as Sarah's daughter, I have been taught to see you as a rival and a threat, an object to be used, abused and eventually discarded, an entity I do not know and must not call by name. But like Sarah, I have a choice. I can continue to use white power to dominate and my tears to manipulate, or I can let Christ truly set us both free. For in Christ there is no rivalry. In Christ you are my sister and your suffering hurts me. In Christ I am called to really see you, to learn your name, to hear your truth, to take responsibility for my own history and to seek the justice which will lead us both towards the Spirit's freedom and peace and joy. Hagar, My sister Hagar, I have a long way to go and I do not always know the next step. But I am stumbling through the wilderness towards you. Wait for me, my dear sister. Please wait for me. I'm coming. So that was my imaginative engagement with the story of Hagar and Sarah, although what I spoke about myself is true. To understand more about our context, I highly recommend three podcasts, all featuring Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander women. The first is an interview with Brooke Prentice. The podcast is called The Bible for Normal People, and episode 129 just released interviews Brooke Prentice, and it's called Reading the Bible Through Aboriginal Eyes. It's simply terrific. The second is Rachel Perkins. She's giving the Boyer Lectures, um, which were released in, I think, November last year on the ABC. So if you look up the Boyer Lectures, The End of Silence, it's three lectures by Rachel Perkins, and that sets out the current context and also talks about the Uluru Statement, the statement from the heart and what many Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people are seeking from the Australian government. The third podcast is rather challenging. It's called Bird's Eye View. It is a series of presentations and interviews with women who live in Darwin Prison. Most of them are Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander. They tell their stories with amazing generosity and good humour and grace. But there's a lot of explicit content and explicit language. But if you seek to understand more about how they got there and the trauma in their lives, it's just absolutely terrific. And so my prayer for you this week is that you will know that you are God's child, but you will also see how much every other child is God's child too.
and may God hear you and provide for you. May Christ Jesus make you an heir to the inheritance. And may the Holy Spirit comfort you in your time of need. I pray this in the name of Christ. Amen. That's all for today, but there's always more to read on our website at sanctuarybaptist.wordpress.com. Sanctuary is funded entirely by members and supporters. If you'd like to support the work of this little church, you can make a donation via PayPal. And you can find the details for this on the website. Great to journey with you, and we'll catch you another time.